Welcome to the MCAT 2015 presentation. My name is Jackie Gustafson and I'm the coordinator of pre-professional advising services here at UNL within the Explore Center. Thanks for joining me today. We are going to overview this new MCAT exam. The MCAT exam has been redesigned starting with this year's administrations in April of 2015. The previous MCAT was available to be taken through January of this year and is no longer available. So those of you who are going to be applying to medical school within the next few years will be taking this new exam. I first wanted to start out with talking about the role of the MCAT in medical school admissions. There are many factors that determine your competitiveness for a medical school program, one of which is the MCAT in addition to your academic performance in your undergraduate coursework, your extracurricular activities, your interviews, and your essays that you'll submit with your medical school application. Um, so the MCAT is one component. It is an important component, uh, but it is not the only component that will determine your admissibility to medical school. So I want to make sure to make that clear. This slide shows an example of the kind of medical school admission review that happens with your medical school application. The center of this circle shows that there are some metrics, some numbers that are important to your admission to medical school. Those numbers include, of course, your MCAT score, your undergraduate GPA, your grade trends that the medical schools will see on your transcripts, and they are expecting you to have done well in your courses, especially in your science courses, and to have done well on the MCAT. In addition to the metrics, there are attributes that also help you to become competitive within medical school admission. Um, some of these things are very unique to who you are, to where you come from, and these are things that you will express on your application, and um, they are things that medical schools may be looking for in their entering medical school class. For example, they may be looking for people with unique backgrounds. They may be looking for people with um, unique aspects to their family history or to the activities they have participated in in their life. Um, so those attributes are definitely things that will be considered within your application. Additionally to the attributes of who you are are experiences that you have accumulated in preparation for medical school. Those things might include leadership roles that you've had. They may, they will de definitely include your undergraduate activities, for example, any clubs or leadership roles that you took, your volunteering and service record, your shadowing experiences, and things that may have, uh, may, you have, may have been involved in that are unique to you as well. These things would uh, be things you would want to make sure to relate to being a future doctor in your application and your interviews. All of these things are considered in your application. Um, and, and so you can see there are many different factors to getting into a particular medical school. So back to the MCAT, that one aspect of this medical school application process. There is a new MCAT because updating exams is standard best practice in exam making. So um, changes were made to the MCAT because there have been changes in society since the old MCAT was created. 
Um, MCAT was created and started in 1991. And if you think back to that time, there have been huge changes in our society and in our nation, some of which relate to advances in medicine. If you think about many of the genetic advances that have been happening in especially the last few years, we can do so many more things than we could before. So um, new professionals need to be prepared for those things differently than they were in the past. Our healthcare system has changed quite a bit and the MCAT will reflect different things about that that have changed. And the diversity of population served in our healthcare system has also increased. So new professionals, new doctors need to be more culturally competent and more aware of how to serve people who are from different backgrounds. In making these changes to the MCAT, the AAMC talked to medical school faculty, medical school residents, medical school students, and asked them what competencies and skills new medical students and practitioners needed to know. They made a list of those. They consulted undergraduate faculty to see what was taught in preparation for medical school. And then they put those things together to decide what topics and skills would be tested on the new MCAT. So the new MCAT was designed based on those things to better test the competencies and skills needed by tomorrow's doctors. The major changes in the new MCAT are listed below. First of all, the addition of some biochemistry testing on the MCAT, that is new. There is a new section on psychological, social, and biological foundations of behavior. As, um, as the medical com community has um, become more aware of the psychological and social factors in folks' health and their behavior, that this was deemed to be important enough to put on the MCAT as well. One of the other major changes and features of the new MCAT are the skills that will be tested. You can see there are four different skills that will be tested throughout the range of topics that are on this new MCAT. So whether you are being asked a question about chemistry or physics or biology or psychology, the questions will be based on testing you in your ability to either identify scientific concepts and principles, use scientific reasoning and problem solving to reason about the design and execution of research, or to use data-based and statistical reasoning. So within the topics, you're being tested on different skills. What that means is basically, this test will be less about memorizing facts and, and, um, and different concepts, and more about using those facts and concepts to solve skills, which is an, or to solve problems, which is an additional skill that you will need to have to be a successful doctor. There will be more interdisciplinary passages, so more questions that use knowledge from biology and psychology or sociology, and more questions that combine chemistry and physics in one question. So there will be more thinking across the sciences. Things will not be so separated from one another, and you'll be solving problems rather than having to know facts, although the facts are definitely important and you will study those. Here's a comparison of the topics from the older MCAT to the new one. 
The new sections are the biological and biochemical foundations of living systems, the chemical and physical foundations of living systems, the psychological, social, and biological foundations of behavior, and a critical analysis and reasoning skills section. Section number four relates closely to the previous verbal reasoning section, um, and the other three are fairly new to this and unique to this MCAT. You might think about just looking at the titles of the sections of this new MCAT and try to put them into your own words and think about why it would be important as a future doctor to have a background in these different topics. During the summer of 2014, we went through a review of UNL's curriculum to see where the topics that are on the new MCAT are taught within our curriculum. The results of that study are listed below. The topics on MCAT 2015 are covered in these, in these courses. Some of these courses are additional to the courses that were required for the old MCAT. So I highly recommend that you speak with a pre-health advisor in the Explore Center to make your plan for completing these courses in time to take the MCAT when you want to take it. Many of these courses have prerequisites and so there's a, really, there's a certain order that you need to take them in in order to get them done at a certain point in time. You may hear that statistical reasoning is tested on the MCAT and that is the case, it is. We, we looked at the types of course questions that will be asked with, regarding statistical reasoning and determined that the statistical reasoning skills that are tested on the MCAT may be obtained through your science courses or through taking a statistical methods course. Um, we, are not, uh, recommend, we are not requiring that you take a separate statistics class unless you have room for it. It certainly won't hurt you to have more classes rather than fewer but you should be able to learn the types of problem solving that will be required related to statistics within your labs and your other science courses that you're already taking. Again, if you have questions about courses, please see your pre-health advisor. And the new test has a new scoring scale. So you'll see here that the four different sections um, the mean of those sections is a score of 125, you could score as low as 118 and as high as a 132. Put those all together and you can see the total MCAT score range between 472 and 528. 500 is the mean score and um, that is the score at which the AAMC says that a person could do well in and be successful in medical school. So the 500 is, is somewhat of an arbitrary statistical number right now at this point because no one has taken this new MCAT yet. We do not know exactly where the mean of those scores will fall, but 500 is right now um, the best understanding of where the mean will be on this test. So it's important for you to know when you will have your score back for the MCAT that you take. If you take an April or May 2015 test, you will receive your percentile rank within two to three weeks of taking that exam. However, you will not receive your official score 
until June. So, for example, let's say you take the April 17th, 2015 exam. That's the first exam that'll be administered this year. After two weeks, you will receive your percentile rank, and it may be that you scored in the 95th percentile. And that is, this, that is the information that you will get right away. By June, you will have your official score. So did you get a 510? Did you give, get a 515? Um, that's when you'll receive that official score. The percentile ranks are being sent to you early so that you have some kind of information to make decisions on where you want to apply to medical school and when you want to apply. This early testing guideline gives you some information on if you want to take those earlier dates in April and May. Even though you do have to wait for your official score, there are some advantages to taking these exam dates. April 17th and April 18th, um, you, if you take the exam one of those dates, you have the opportunity to receive a $150 Amazon.com gift card. And there's also the May 8th exam, or I'm sorry, the May 22nd exam. On June 16th, students will receive their official score for the April exam, and on June 30th, they'll receive the official score for the May exam. The point of this chart is to show you that no matter whether you take these early, early testing dates or later ones, um, it's not a disadvantage to take an April or May test date because you will still have your official score by the time AMCAS will start sending your verified application to medical school. So if you took an April exam, you could submit your AMCAS application in June if you were finished with it, and then your official score would come in to AMCAS before your application would ever be released to any medical schools. That, that timeline is something that you may want to consider if you are planning to submit your application earlier in the summer. It would be a really good idea for all of you to meet with a pre-health advisor and make a plan for when you are going to submit your application. That way we can determine what might be the best MCAT test date for you to take. If you take a test beginning in June, you will receive your scores within 30 to 35 days, which is back on a more regular schedule for the MCAT. One of the questions that we get a lot is, will schools accept the old exam or will the new exam be required? Each medical school decides which MCAT scores they will accept. It's pretty likely that most schools will accept scores from both exams for the next couple of years. They will accept old exams and they will accept new exams for a few more years. If you've already taken the MCAT and you're taking it again in the new format, you may want to check with medical schools just to make sure that they would accept the old exam. Another question we are getting quite a bit is, what is a good score on the MCAT? Um, right now, a score of 500 or 50th percentile is the best estimate available right now as to what is a good score. 
No one can be sure yet, uh, not even the medical schools, as to how these scores will really play out. Until we've had a few years of applications, a few years of students taking this new exam, and a few years of seeing how they perform in medical school, um, it, it'll be difficult to tell exactly what is a good score on the MCAT, and that will also vary by medical school. So right now, um, if you're aiming for that middle and higher, um, you should be in good stead. Um, my guess is that medical schools will probably rely a little bit more on your undergraduate academic performance for a little while into the future, just because that may be a more uh, applicable determination of your academic ability um, right now. But um, as we get more tests taken, there it will become easier to identify what are the good scores. So again, it's a good idea for you to discuss with your pre-health advisor and consult the professional school when you're deciding which exam to take and how that may affect your application to medical school. So the first test dates for MCAT 2015 are in April and all of the MCAT tests are given at a computer testing center somewhere in the United States. There are many different locations you can take it. In the Lincoln area, Lincoln Omaha area, it's generally at Prometric testing uh, computer places. So um, when you get on to register for the MCAT, you'll actually choose the location that you want to take it at. And you can take it somewhere other than this geographical area if you happen to not be in Nebraska during this time. As you're thinking about when you should take the MCAT exam, you might want to think about these questions. Do you or will you have all of the prerequisites completed by the time you want to take the exam? Um, that's not to say that if you want to take an April 2015 exam that you could still be in progress with one or two of these classes. If you're still in progress with physiology, by April you've had quite a bit of that content and so you probably be fine with that content. Um, but you do want to have the bulk of those courses done and all of them either done or in progress by the time that you take the MCAT exam. Think about when you will have time to focus on studying. We recommend that you set aside at least six solid months before you take the MCAT of weekly study time to review your science information from all of your classes and to start practicing how you are going to answer questions on the MCAT. When are you applying to medical school? You should plan to take the MCAT 12 to 18 months before you plan to start medical school. So if you are going to start medical school after your senior year, after your fourth year of college, you would take the MCAT at least a whole year before that, that graduation time. So usually students are taking it in the spring or summer of their junior year or right after their junior year. Within that time, you have a lot of different choices of when to take the MCAT. There's there's spring dates, there are summer dates, there are fall dates. One thing that's really important for you to know is when your medical school's application deadlines are. Those application deadlines are likely in the fall of your senior year or the fall of your last undergraduate year, but oftentimes it's best to have your application in to those schools well in advance of that application deadline. 
so maybe a couple, three, two or three months in ahead of that deadline. So if you, for example, if there is an October 1st deadline for the medical school you are planning to apply to, it's in your best interest to get that application in probably by August. Again, please make an appointment to see your pre-health advisor about your specific situation because we can help you make a plan for when to take the MCAT, when to start your application, and when to plan to submit that application in a timely fashion. Here are the actual dates that the MCAT will be offered this year. You can also see the score release dates on the right hand side. Those of you who may be applying to an early decision program at a medical school, those applications are due August 1st. So if you look at the score release dates, you want to make sure that you are getting your score back and that you know that score before August 1st. That way you can determine whether it's um, in your best interest to actually apply early decision or to make an alternate plan. The test dates that allow you to have that score back by August 1st are um, any date before and including June 20th. So if you are thinking about that program, you may want to think about one of those earlier dates. The latest date that I would personally recommend is some, sometime in August. Um, if you are applying to medical school, you probably want to have your application completed and submitted at the very latest by the first or second week of September. Here's an outline of what your test day would look like. As you can see, total seat time is 7 hours and 30 minutes and total content time is 6 hours and 15 minutes. This is a very, very, very long test. So we recommend that within this, the test preparation that you're doing over several months, you take as many full-length tests as you possibly can to give yourself some practice at doing something that takes this long and this much, much concentration. You do get breaks during this time, breaks to use the restroom or to have a snack. There is a um, optional lunch break in the middle. Um, you can't leave the testing center, but these are times when you can take a little bit of a break from the actual testing. So again, we talked about preparation and starting at least six months in, event, in advance. The reason for that is that the list of courses that include the content for the MCAT was pretty long, and you'll need to review all of that material. That takes a long time. Set aside several hours each week for MCAT studying and practice. Some of you may need to adjust your spring class schedule and your extracurricular commitments if needed so that you have the time that, it, that you need in order to take your best MCAT the first time. Practice is very, very important. Take full-length practice exams when at all possible. Take advantage of any pre free practice exams that you hear about. We do have some free practice exams that happen on campus. Um, Kaplan does administer some of those on occasion. There are practice and sample exams that you can purchase from the AAMC and then you will find practice exams within review books that you will purchase for your own studying and practice. Additionally, some students choose to take a preparation course. 
Um, we have students do both. They either take a course or they study on their own. And we don't see a whole lot of difference in how they do. You want to think about what is your study and time management style like? Are you a student who can keep yourself on track without having someone keep you accountable? Then you can probably do just fine purchasing some books and some online practice tools so that you can do your own studying throughout your study period. If you prefer to have a course that keeps you on track and to get regular feedback, then a prep course may be something that you want to look into. Prep courses can be expensive, so I always want to make sure that students know that you can study adequately for the MCAT exam without taking a prep course. So I'm going to go through a list of preparation resources. I really do recommend every single one of these resources be part of your MCAT preparation plan. And all of these are available on the AAMC website and, um, and additional online tools. So I'm going to switch over to that now so we can click through the different options. This website is your home for MCAT 2015 and along the sides you'll see different options for getting more information about the MCAT. We're going to go to the prepare section because it has most of the links to the different resources that I want to talk about. The first really important thing for you to do is to look at this section on what's on the MCAT 2015 exam. Every single possible topic that you could be tested on is listed on this website and you can click through it interactively within the website or you can download a PDF. Now this PDF might look boring but uh, I do really like it because if you scroll down to where one of the concepts starts you will start to see exactly what topics are going to be tested on the MCAT. So, for example, within the Biological and Biochemical Foundations of Living Systems, the first content category is structure and function of proteins and other constituent amino acids. And then you can see what is it about those different topics that you actually are going to get tested on. If I were you, as you start your studying for the MCAT, I would go through this entire PDF and look at all the different topics. Check off the things that you know you're familiar with. Make marks about things you know you're going to need to review pretty well. And then circle things that you maybe didn't cover in some of your classes. Because those are things you're going to need to focus on a little bit more. You're going to need to reach out for some more resources so that you learn those topics. This document is 128 pages long. so. It contains a lot of information, but this is the most important information for you to know before you take that exam. In addition to the What's on the MCAT 2015 exam tool, there is the official guide to the MCAT exam that you can purchase. You can either purchase it in paper or um, as an ebook. It's, um, I believe, it's $35 paper and $30 as an ebook. You can also purchase online practice questions that go with it. I really like this book because it gives you 
everything you need to know about registering for the MCAT, how to send your scores to your medical schools, what is the test day like, um, and all the tips you could ever need to know about the MCAT are in this book. And that's just the first half of the book. The second half of the book is practice questions on every section of the, of the exam. And then there are explanations on why certain answers are correct and why other answers are incorrect. You can additionally purchase the practice questions to go with this, and that would be a great way to get started on studying. The AAMC has several other things that they have put out. Um, there's an official sample test that you can purchase as well, and some more online practice questions in addition to question packs that will help you target subject areas. There will be a new practice test available in fall of 2015 as well. The AAMC partnered with the Khan Academy, which many of you have probably already used, but they partnered with the Khan Academy to make an MCAT section that covers the topics that are in the MCAT. So those things that you maybe circled on your outline or things that you want to review in a maybe more interactive way can be found on the Khan Academy in lecture format and tutorial format. This is a really great resource for anything that you want to uh, review in more depth. There's also a psychology and sociology textbook list, a list of different textbooks that you could study for psychology and sociology topics. And then there is the pre-health collection in um, the iCollaborative at MedEd portal. I encourage you to watch this tutorial and learn how to use this database. In addition to things like the Khan Academy tutorials, there are also other learning activities that you can do on this website that are based around the different sections of the MCAT. great resource for you are your textbooks. Many of the topics will be, got, will be covered in pretty good depth within your textbooks and it'll be a great way for you to review what you've already learned. There are also commercial review books that you can purchase. Just search Amazon.com for MCAT 2015 and you'll see a lot of different resources that you can purchase. There are practice questions, practice exams, there are topic review books like chemistry review, organic chemistry review, all of those things you can purchase online. Make sure that those are for MCAT 2015 and that you're not purchasing older materials. A few other details about registering for the MCAT. The fee assistance program is something that a lot of you may want to look into. Um, the fee assistance program gives you a discount on the MCAT. Instead of it costing $300, it would cost you $115 if you, are, if you qualify for fee assistance. In addition, the fee assistance program provides you pretty much all of your fees for your application on AMCAS, which can, be over, can cost over $600, depending on how many schools you apply to. There are additional benefits to the fee assistance program and all of the details about the fee assistance program are 
on the AAMC website at aamc.org slash FAP for Fee Assistance Program. And um, you, will, you probably want to check that out. There are some documentation, there's documentation required, things like tax returns and, and things like that, but um, it is definitely worth looking into and it can save you a lot of money if you qualify. The cost of MCAT 2015 is $300 regularly and registration for MCAT 2015 opened on February 11th for the April through June dates. The registration for the later dates will open later in April. Different registration timeframes and costs vary by how early you schedule your exam. If you schedule your exam a month out or more in advance, you get the best deal. It's easier to reschedule, it costs you less to cancel. So if I were you, I would think about registering at least one month before you're planning to take the MCAT exam. You may want to think about registering even earlier than that because different MCAT dates might fill up faster than others at the location that you want to take it at. So it's to your benefit to start looking at that MCAT test calendar and think about which is the best date for me. Again, you can come in and talk to your pre-health advisor and we can think about what might work for you based on how much time you have to study, when your applications are due, and what other things you have going on in the next few months. The AAMC has a deal with Hampton Inn for a hotel discount. And the reason for that is that the MCAT exam is a seven and a half hour commitment. And they know that people who don't live near testing sites may need to come in the night before in order to get a good night's rest before they take the exam. So you can find information on the hotel discount on the AAMC website. And again, there is an incentive for taking the April 2015 exam. You will qualify to receive a $150 Amazon gift card if you take that exam, one of those exams. If you have any questions, please contact us at the Explore Center. We have seven pre-health advisors who are available to help you with these questions about the MCAT and about your application to medical school.